Welcome, guys, to World of Anime. I'm your host, uh, Stephanie, and I'm here this week. Hey, I think it's the first week that we only have repeat hosts. Yay! No one knew this week. So with me, I have... Ben, I have Ben with me. Ben, say hi. Hi, I'm Bisba. I'm Ben. <laughs> it's good to meet you, Bisba. Nice to meet you. It's good to see you again. <laughs> and also with us, we have Sean. Say hi, Sean. Hello. He's back. We're all I'm, back. I'm back. Nerds. Back, baby. And today we are doing another deep dive into something that we've seen recently. Uh, we're a little behind on the times, but... About a year behind. About a year behind, but we finally saw your name. Uh, and it's it's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's what's for dinner. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> so, did we like the movie? Yes. 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 I it, think was, it was no, it was really good. Hot takes. I really, I really <laughs> dug it. Uh, during the movie, I took notes, and uh, in my first note is this is gonna hurt. That's all it says. <laughs> well, not wrong. you're not. Yeah, you, you no, got I it. wasn't wrong. I was correct. Yeah, um, it definitely packed a punch. I think I don't know when we first started watching it. I was just like, oh, it's so pretty. How do I look at all of this beauty? It was it was, just, it was a visual feast, yeah. Oh my god, it was so pretty. I need to go out and buy the Blu-ray for it, because the version of it that I watched had like 12 or 13 pixels, but <laughs> you could still tell that it was a very, you know, visually inspired and well-made animation-wise. It's a shame that it's not like on a Crunchyroll or anything. Mm. That yeah. I would have bought it on uh, Amazon Prime Video, but I couldn't find any way to legally purchase a stream of it yeah but like it's pretty tough to find weirdly enough considering how popular of a movie it is hmm. yeah i mean it's only it sounds dumb it's only a year old so maybe if people like it though i did hear oh, that guardians boy. of the galaxy 2 is coming to netflix like this month and that's a really good anime so <laughs> that's a good one netflix is starring krisu pratore oh my god oh um, no, it was pretty, even though we didn't see it in the highest quality, yet yeah, makes me want to buy the Blu-ray version mm-hmm. to look at. Oh, all that shiny, shiny water. Uh, yeah. lots of shiny water. So, okay, we seem to all like the movie. One of the things that kind of caught me off guard, uh, and I don't know, I haven't seen, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm kind of a filthy casual when it comes to anime movies. Um, being that most of what I've seen is Miyazaki, uh, but this one had an opening, like a, like a traditional like anime TV show opening, and it ended the same way Madoka's ending opened, or opening ended, and that like all all the instruments cut out and it was just the vocal harmony, and that's the point where I was like, this is gonna hurt me on the inside. Ah. <laughs> oh, was there some funny. musical precedent for that implying that shit's gonna get rough? No, it was just it was just a, a a parallel that I saw, sure. and I was like, "Oh, Madoka hurt me. This is probably also gonna do the same." <laughs> yes, I was I was also surprised that there was an opening for it. It felt like the times where music happened during the movie. It felt like, "Oh, this would be like the moment." 
between an episode if it was an anime. Right. Like, the movie was cut to be like a three or four episode anime. Yeah, it felt yeah. very miniseries because there were multiple times, particularly in late second and third acts, where I was like, oh, is this is the movie ending right now? And it wasn't. Um, but, I mean, they easily could have ended in a much less satisfying, much sadder way. Uh, I would have times. screamed. Which, which uh, <laughs> reminds me, we don't actually have a strong precedent. What is the world of anime spoiler policy? I think it's fair to say that spoilers are going to be in order. Yeah, okay, I think that's fair. Because I think most people are aware that there's a comet thing going on that's supernatural and maybe is destructive. I think most people are aware that there's body switching. To be honest, um, I didn't actually think that the comet was going to be as important as it ended up being. I thought it was more of a... Like, I, I was a... The way I thought it was going to go was the comet was going to come and they were going to stop switching and they were going to have to try to, like, find each other just for kicks, I guess. Like, I didn't think that it was going to have as... I thought, like, it passing by was going to be the thing that was important. Mm. Right. Like, yeah, I also kind of had a moment of, like, oh, is the comet passing by... Is the whole track of it, like, is that, like, creating a weird space-time wibbly-wobbly thing that allows people to do that switch. Like, I was wondering if that was the weird magic that was going to happen. If, like, during the comet's duration, over the course of Earth, like, that is when people's bodies switch or something. But it turned out to not be that. turned out to be specifically with... So it's interesting because everything is, like, explained but not explained at all. And how the magical, magical, mystical, spiritual stuff goes. And I, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that there isn't, like, a secret society of people called dreamers that, like, this happens to or some, like, stupid well, bullshit. Well, in a weird way, there is, but no one knows what they do because of the fire. Right. The shrine people. Yeah. But it didn't, like, come out and, like, say it, and it didn't, like... Also, it's not, yeah. like, an organized, like, Assassin's creative sake braiding. I don't know. Um... Like, she was like, the grandma was saying, oh, yeah, that happened to me once. It was fine. Like, Had a nice it, It's a very uh, throwaway <laughs> thing. It's not like, oh, there's an ancient evil that's going to take over all dreams. Well, Which was seemed- a weird decision for that to be like a throwaway thing, because I have a note here that just says, does grandma know? Yeah. <laughs> it seemed, I mean, there was a lot of references to this, like, weird body-switching dreaming thing happening throughout generations. Um, where, like, I mean, the dad makes a a, a comment to Mitsu. Oh, my God. Is Mitsuha. it Mi- Mitsuha? I was right? Okay. Yeah. Whew, I can't remember her name. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's Miyamizu Mitsuha. So it's just, it's a lot of... Mitsumi. Now, what's yeah, the boy's name? Ta- Taki. Taco. Like taco, but Taki. Um, like Taquito, but he's a big And the other boy. boy is Tashi, and that's really confusing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Tessie. Teshi, Teshi. Teshi. Oh, yeah. It was like the dad made a mention uh, to Mitsuha, like, oh, madness must run on your mother's side of the family. So, like, clearly there's a precedent of, like, people having crazy dreams and stuff going on via the temple maiden shrine maiden like mojo or whatever so like clearly there's some precedent and 
I think the grandmother mentions that like there have been like dreamers like in the shrine business in the past. The shrine business. <laughs> it's a business. I don't know. People don't. I don't know. Shinto Incorporated. I mean, a little bit. Uh, oh man, that dance that they did with the with the sake, the weird. That was mega weird. That was mega weird. I feel is bad that a real? Calling it weird because it's almost certainly an actual. Tradition. Is it an actual thing? Yeah. It, it would be a very specific pull to just make up. I'm sure it's an well, actual think, thing. I think it was weird. It wasn't weird to me that it was happening. It was weird that people were watching. Yeah, it was well, weird no, that it was uh, ceremonial. And people yeah, were but watching I mean, it. they covered their faces with their long roby bits, like when they did yeah. the whole. It was almost weird that they showed thing. us then. Yeah. Mm. But I guess it's so no, that we were very are... clear that it was their spit. I mean, they yeah. had to set up that indirect kiss you. And <laughs> that's what it is. The whole thing is the magic of the indirect kiss you, mm. is the whole movie. Strings mm. and indirect kiss you's. We probably want to set up context when we explain things like this. Nope, we're just going to say that at okay. the end. <laughs> no, um, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of... Im- no, is it image? Do they use image? Yeah, I guess they do. The imagery of like ties and strings and bindings and stuff like that, along with the fact that people can be tied together. Um, so they're kind of interconnected. I think it, it's trying to iterate on the very anime trope of you know the red string of fate, being like, mm. what would happen if you just made a cloth out of red strings of fate and like all sorts of people getting connected in weird ways and then temporarily and then maybe never again wibbly wobbly timey wimey well yeah but also (laughs) i mean real imagery and i don't know oh it was cute um i'm trying to remember the part that like actually made me really sad or something there was like because most of it i was like i remember people saying they were bawling throughout most of this and i was like i get it but i was also not like and i'm emotional at everything i'm a fucking crybaby but i was trying to like figure it out and at the end they got choked up i'm trying to remember because they were like so close but so far maybe the end is kind of where it where it hit me pretty hard uh i don't i don't think like i, I got like a little bit like <sighs> during um but after you find out uh, the spoilers uh when she when you find out she died in the in the thing yeah that was rough that was that was tough and i but I, like i got through it kind of yeah um so I but think... no it, it was the end that did it for me yeah but it was tears of joy. It wasn't tears of like. Yeah, I was just like, oh, so many emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just felt a lot of things. A lot of emotions. I was, I didn't. I like to understand what's going on in movies that I watch, most of the time. And I think the one part of it that got super weird was when they were like both on like the mountain lip. Do magical hour. Yeah. Oh really? Is that all? Yeah. Is that all it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had described it earlier with the whole, like, time of twilight and then being like, oh, that can happen for people, too, where it's not quite one person or the other. Right. I think I missed that setup. Uh, I think we're getting... I'm really, I'm really scatterbrained about this movie. 
I need to focus. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was pretty straightforward. It didn't. It didn't feel. I mean, it was of the of the least con- less convoluted things that I've seen within the the anime world, the realm. Yeah, I mean, it, compared to something like, oh my god, End of Evangelion or um, uh, the third uh, Madoka movie, where mm-hmm. I just watch it once and I was like, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe on the second or third viewing, you're like, oh, that's what that part meant. What about the other parts? And then you find those out later. <laughs> this one was pretty... Um, and maybe that's one of the more Miyazaki things about it. Um, which, you know, is a is a comparison that we probably want to, you know, avoid doing too much. But uh, I, I think that the fact that it was something that you could kind of just live in. Yeah. Without feeling like it was a puzzle to be solved. Yeah. I... I guess I was trying to solve the puzzle the whole time. I was like, "How are they gonna fix it? How are they gonna fix it? How are they gonna meet?" I wanted to, I wanted to figure out what to do. I was like, "It was funny because the whole first like half of the movie, I was just like, why don't they just call each other?'" And then I <laughs> so mar- apparently they had been. <laughs> they no, they they did. Uh, it was right after Taki was the first person to call. It was right after his date. With Miss uh, Okudara. Half the reason I took notes is because I'm terrible with anime names. And I wanted to remember. <laughs> Miss uh, Hat. Yes, Mrs. Hat. Uh, <laughs> the love of my life. Um, is she yeah, the best girl? Yeah. She's very Hands good. Hands down. Um, <laughs> but then she got... Uh, spoilers. Fuck. Uh, the wedding ring. Um, she's anyway. off the market. She's off the market. I'm mad. Uh, <laughs> right after the date with her, he calls her... Yeah, 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 but like, that's but already like, after oh. the fact. It seems like that's not the first time he's calling her, though. Really? No, yeah, it seemed... He seemed surprised that the number didn't go through. And it wasn't, like, a number that he had just, like, looked up. No, it looked like... It, what I gathered was that it was a number that wasn't there before, and he noticed that she had put it in his phone. Oh. Because otherwise they could have always just talked on the phone to each other, and they would have done that. Yeah, Instead of writing on their bodies. You know, it felt like... Memento style. Separ- it was really good, though. There were some... Oh, so many good moments in the first half of the movie that I was like, this is very funny and I love it. Like, the body swapping thing is so much fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> especially, like, when... My favorite thing that happened in it was, like, the first time that she is in Taki's body... Mm-hmm. She's talking to his friends, mm-hmm. and they're like, you're acting really weird. And she goes like, Watashi, and they're like, what? Feminine? Like, what are you? And then she's like trying out different uh, like ref- words for the self until she gets to the right one. And every time they look more and more confused until she lands on Ore, which is just like, and then they're like, okay, you're back. And it's like. It was, Wait. it was really clever. I laughed out loud. Did you watch uh, English subs or English dub? English subs. Okay, I did dub. Oh. Because I'm a filthy casual. No. I really super wonder how they translated that because that is almost by definition not something. Yeah, because you were saying it and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what did they do during that scene? Uh, it Honestly, it, it carried on like a normal conversation, but like the, uh, I... The way that they handled it in English, and, and I, I guess I was I was able to understand it better just because it was in English. 
was I I don't know if they did this, but they had they had two very distinct voices for when Miyamisa was in Taki's body and when Taki was in Miyamisa's body, and the mannerisms were very were very different. And it was like when they were like, "Oh, you're acting really weird. Like you're you're not acting like yourself. You sound different. Like your body posture is different. Everything is strange." I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's yeah." They never actually commented on it directly in the Japanese. Uh, the scene again uh, that Stephanie was describing was basically in J- in Japanese. There's different personal pronouns based on you know status or gender, mm. and. Uh, Taki and Mitsuha's body was using one that was surprising to them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that someone, makes sense. it was on the scene the first time that she's he he she they were sitting on like the the outside court with all the fence around them. And they're eating their lunch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that. they like lean in every time and then they like pull back. I'm wondering what they said in the English during that moment because that was very like. I thought, like, the timing was so good. Yeah, I don't remember specifically. Um, and even then, if I watched the Japanese version, I wouldn't have picked up on that because I don't know a lick of Japanese, aside from, like, a few single words. Basically, it was one of the funniest moments in it, and I laughed very hard. And I'm sad that this didn't translate as well. Oh, um, But, yeah, the difference in the voices... There wasn't a difference in the actual voice, just in the way they spoke. Yeah, it sounded like almost as if, in English, it almost sounded like they had two different voice actors. Like, he still had a masculine voice, but it, it sounded very feminine in its, in its presentation. Yeah, I mean... This one had the change in presentation, but you could still tell it was the same. But voice. it's the difference between him normally, you know, you know, chest raised, like, head held high. Right. You're going to talk differently when you're upright than even when you're... We like collapsed over, and you're like very nervous and don't understand what's going on. Right, it's kind of how the Mitsuha in his body went. And it was funny though because the very first couple of scenes, we didn't know, we didn't know what was going, we didn't know who was in whose body right away. I went in fully blind. I didn't know anything about the movie going in, Uh, so it was just really confusing. Uh, My third note is boobs what because it was just like her looking down and i was like why is what's happening i don't know why is this new to her or is this like something that she just oh because that's when well you know when she grabs her boobs that's when taki's in her yeah body. yeah 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 and i i went back and watched so it again she looks down she's confused and she's like they're very realistic yeah. i think that that was actually pretty well handled in the sense that like if we're being honest, that would be no. pretty much the first thing for anyone in that situation. Absolutely, for sure. But they also did it without really ever getting into fan service territory. Yeah. Yeah, it was it always was like under clothes and like always like I'm just surprised that they're here, sort of. Yeah, thing. sure. And it was like almost his reassurance that the body swap was still going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will. I went back and watched the first few scenes after I finished the movie. And I was then able to be like, okay, this is when Taki's in her body, and this is when he's in Taki's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely like, it, it was interesting though because what I really liked about the pacing of it was that we were thrown into it the same way that the characters were thrown into it. Right. Where it was all of a sudden you don't really know what's going on, and then you experience like the clarity of like, oh, I rec- can recognize when Taki is Taki and when Taki's in Misaha and vice versa. And I 
it was kind of interesting being just thrust into that and not being told. Like, it's not like Freaky Friday where, like, the magical spell happens and they go to sleep and they wake up in each other's bodies. Right. Like, it was it was fun to go through that process and get to the point of realization at a similar time that they do. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny to watch the, like, them going from being very, like, frightened and unsure of what to do to, like, we have to set some ground rules. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like being confident and then doing things to be like, stop doing this. You're changing my life. And it's like, well, this is for better. And this is fun. It's, it was, it was, and then it stopped all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like how it would right. just stop. Without uh, getting too into it, because I don't know that it necessarily makes the biggest difference in the world. One point that Stephanie brought up during the movie that I thought was interesting because it could change the tone of it, mm-hmm. is do we think that this was intended to be romantic between them? And or do we think that Mizuha was romantically interested in Mrs. Hat? Mm. Yeah, there was a good long time when I thought she was gay for Mrs. Hat. I, I think so, yeah. Because she was like, I was looking forward to going on that date. And that's a little more than like, let's hang out. Yeah. Like, just be friends. You don't need to ask someone on a date if you just want to hang out and be friends with them. Yeah. So it was a little more of like, oh, is she gay or is she bi? Because I feel like, well, she's bi, it doesn't super matter for the ending with how that ends. But if she's gay, then it does affect the whole tone of the movie. Yeah. Um, and there is there is that whole moment where she it's right before uh, she dreams into Taki's body uh, after the after the weird rice scene uh, when she runs down down the steps and screams I want to be uh, a handsome Tokyo boy in my next life yeah that was very specific which was like yeah I was like oh that's what's gonna happen now all right <laughs> yeah when she said that I thought that like maybe she was both of them yeah. In different lifetimes. I was like, it kept like taking me for different loops. Mm-hmm. Like a be careful what you wish for kind of deal. Yeah. But it ended up not being that at all. It, it was a lot of false starts. Yeah. Which was not bad. It was just, it was interesting. Um, what else do you have in your notes? Uh, that Taki fucked up his date with Miss Okudara. <laughs> he did. He was so he nervous. He was such a fucking weeb. He was a wee, but he, he was also just very confused. I don't know that I've ever heard a character literally inside of an anime referred <laughs> to as a wee. Maybe an otaku, but I just no, just like he was just such like a like a nervous wreck and like such a. Because he wasn't the one doing all the flirting with I her. I know, I know, and I like I understand. Like if if I were in his shoes, I'd be like, oh, what is what's, what's happening? What am I doing? She likes me, but she likes the me that's not me. Yeah. So what do I do? Yeah. I understand why he was concerned and confused and maybe a little awkward. Yeah. When the movie started, I totally thought she was going to be the more main main character and it turned out to be not that. Well, it it turned out that he was like the one would handle that interesting doing a lot of the stuff. It handled that inter- interestingly uh because in the beginning, I think she was the focus and then uh then half at the halfway at the halfway mark uh, it became more about him, so I think it was kind of in equal parts about both of them. Just it focused on them at different times, and since 
it focused on him last, that's what we remember is to be like, oh, it's about him. It definitely does put him in a more active role than she's in right. by the second half because, you know, by virtue of their positions. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, she is dead. <laughs> yeah. For a minute. For a bit, yeah. But, like, even when she comes back, question mark, when she's actively doing the stuff to try to save the town, mm-hmm. it's Taki in her body. Right. Her whole... I was expecting there to be a lot more equality in their roles over the course of the movie. And there really wasn't. In the end, it was like he was trying to save her and the town. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing because I was hoping it would be kind of a team effort. And, like, her inputs into it were, like... I mean, even the whole... Even the whole, like, uh, spit sake thing. Like, she did make it, that's true, but he was the one that put it in the magic place. In her body. Right, yeah. Yeah. It was like, she she was so much more passive in this movie. And I get it that, like, part of the time, you know, she's unable to do anything. Right. But it's still, even the parts where she is doing something, it's a lot of being swept away with what's going on. Yeah. Um... Something that Ben brought up that was really interesting, we talked about it after the movie was done, was that it aligned with some disasters that were happening in Japan at that same time. Specifically, we're talking about Fukushima. Yeah, I mean, I don't know necessarily enough about the specifics of that disaster to be able to say, oh, this is that. Right. But, um, you know... I think that that it is possible that this was alluding to some some connection to reality, but at the same time, it clearly is alluding to something else about just the how two people can be connected in a way that you know maybe surprises them and maybe it doesn't last, but it still is meaningful in spite of the fact that it doesn't last. Um, and I think that that's more important than maybe just the setting, but, uh, yeah, I think that there are definitely, I mean, because if you look it up, there were some very small towns, uh, in the earthquakes that kind of triggered the radiation with Fukushima that had to actually be evacuated around that time. Um, because if you look, you see when Taki is looking at his map, uh, while on the hunt for... Uh, Mizuharo's town, it says that he, at that point in the movie, is living in 2013. And uh, so that means that she would be in about 2010, where Fukushima happened in 2011. Um, So, I mean, there's some connections there. Maybe it's something, maybe it's not. But, uh, yeah, I I do think that, you know, it's tapping into some powerful uh, real-life emotions surrounding, you know, oh, there were towns of about that size that had to be evacuated because of these surprise freak disasters. Right. Yeah, it was interesting. It's interesting to me how frequently Japan uses its trauma in its animation. I mean, after World War II, like, there had to be hundreds of either short animations or anime or movies that make reference to Hiroshima, whether that's in imagery or in theme or both, or something, 
Like, you're a lot more likely to find, like, images of mushroom clouds in Japanese media, especially, like, in the years following World War II than you would in American media. Like, they're kind of obsessed with it in a weird way. Not, And it makes sense. It's not, like, a bad obsession. It's, like, this is a trauma that happened, so they're exploring it. And they see the destruction of things that happen on their soil mm. and they internalize it and turn that into art. I mean, yeah, it's, they, I don't know, it feels like they do a lot more of it than a lot of other countries. A lot more like nuclear, end of the world, apocalypse sort of style things. Yeah, I definitely think that there's some level of inspiration, but at the same time I want to be Certainly careful with using words like obsessed, because, I mean, America certainly felt some very strong uh, creative reactions to 9-11, as an example. And uh, not to mention, we actually did have a fair amount of, you know, nuclear-inspired media ourselves with the Cold War. Uh, But again, I I just want to make sure that we're being sensitive to the fact that our country did never have to go through being on the receiving end of something like that. Right. Um, so we don't really have a point of comparison. I mean, when I, I mean, I'm, I don't mean obsessed in a bad way, but they, I'm talking purely from like, uh, I took history of animation and that was kind of the terms that we ended up using, that they have a fascination with the imagery and they have a compulsion to explore the emotions that happen as a result of those catastrophes, because they happen to them. It's like a therapy. Yeah, it's putting, putting, a, putting your pain into your art, you know. it's Exactly. It's not a bad thing or, like, a get-over-it sort of thing, in the same way that no one's like, America, stop making 9-11 stuff, get over it. Right. No, we have X trauma, and this is how we internalize it as a country. What other notes do you have? <laughs> I'm I'm deferring to you and your notes right, no, because right. you are the most organized. I got, a, I got a I got a big old book here, the page and a half. Of you things. do. Um, I had a I had a few things uh, that I, that uh, that I had written down. Um, one of them, I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote "Good Can Drop" because I was like weirdly fascinated with the animation of the can dropping from the vending machine. Like for some reason, I was like, "Oh fuck, that looks oh, really yeah. good." <laughs> Yeah, one, I noticed that For too. one reason or another, I was like, oh, shit. This is amazing. It was the same. Yeah, no, it was It was like, yeah, every time a can dropped out of a vending machine, I was like, damn, that looks realistic. Yeah. And I'm like, why that particular shot? Also, it was weird. There were definitely moments in the movie where I was like, that movement is looks like rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. Like when they were dancing, mm-hmm. doing the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, Shinto, the Shinto stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked... Or the pan around the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, it looked rotoscoped. Yeah. Which was really... But I don't know if it was rotoscoped or if it was just, like, the most meticulous animation ever. Right. Now, it's, like, a million frames per second, but, this like... This is a little bit off off topic, but what actually is rotoscoping? Uh, is when you take a video of something and you essentially just draw over it. I see. Uh, instead of drawing freeform. But yeah, no, it was really weird, and I couldn't tell if it was, like, heading towards the Uncanny Valley or just really good animation, and I was like, mm. That sounds really... Same thing with that stupid can. Really good can drop. I, I wrote it twice. Yeah. I have two good can drop notes. Um, <laughs> also... It was good can. Uh, funny little, like, like fun fact shebang. Uh, so on the, on the side of the, of the coffee vending machine, 
it's boss coffee and there's like a man with a pipe do you know who that man is no who's that man no is it it's you? A, okay, it's an American actor. Uh, he hasn't been relevant. I didn't even for a while. notice this man. It's Tommy Lee he's... Jones. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Tommy Lee Jones is. The, I didn't know he was an anime. He's the spokesperson for uh, Boss apparently. Coffee in Japan. Boffee. That's Which very is good. Really funny. And I didn't. I didn't remember <laughs> that until because there's a few like trailer. There's a few like advertisements for Boss Coffee, and it's just Tommy Lee Jones speaking in English. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, lost in translation. It's so Wait, good. do you think for this movie they had to get Tommy Lee Jones to agree to sh- to be in it? I mean, maybe they might have had to. I mean, I'm sure that they that like there's like an image of Tommy Lee Jones that Suntory, which is the beverage company that owns Boss Coffee, owns. Suntory. Also great. They make amazing whiskey. Amazing oh. whiskey. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they like that they have that image of Tommy Lee Jones that like hand drawn image of Tommy Lee Jones like oh. We own this picture of your face, so we can use it however we want. That's very funny. Yeah. That's very good. Oh, man. A little fun fact for you about, about Japanese coffee. And I, I, have a, I have a few notes about the music, because that's... Oh, okay. That's, music that's the guru one, hit that's us. That's the one thing that I can Sean's talk about. Time this to shine. Time for me to do my thing. Um, all right, so there was... Music in this is really fucking good. Here's why. Uh, so... There's, they did this really, really cool thing uh, within it where they, they shifted between... Because, you know, countryside to, to city are two very different lifestyles. So within... They did the obvious thing, which was great, um, where it was a lot of small ensembles in the in the countryside, like a, like a, just a few solo instruments. Like there's a like solo piano, solo violin, solo cello. Um, just little, little kind of small ensemble, cute things. And then when you get to the city... A lot of big orchestra stuff, a lot of much more elaborate, much more intricate uh, orchestrations because it's bigger physically and sonically. Oh, man. Whoa. It's like somebody Whoa. did their goddamn job. And I'm really happy about <laughs> it. I'm really happy when someone does what they're supposed to do. Um, and then in the dream, se- even in the dream sequences, they started experimenting with like uh, electronic instruments, which they hadn't done yet to kind of imply that we were in this new, like kind of ethereal ish world. Uh, ethereal gate to go along with it. Did you say gate? <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, and I, I I I looked into it a little bit after I after I finished the movie, and I think the whole soundtrack was done by one band that I'm blanking on the name of that I didn't write down apparently. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I think they did the whole soundtrack. And they're they're the people that did like the anime opening, and then that song that's like in the middle, that's like right in the middle when they have that like that sequence of going between each other's lives inside like a minute and a half. Yeah, that was. So, uh, it felt like that song uh, is. Fucking it felt banging. like the end of a season yeah. in an anime, but like, I was like, oh, this is the end of a season. Then I was like, no, 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 come back. This is the middle of a movie. <laughs> Focus on what's going on. I was like, oh, it was weird because I had to like recalibrate. Yeah. Every couple seconds. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, it's so cute. It, did. it was so really I was like, cute. no, real things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think they did the music. They did a good job. Good job, Japanese band. I like the end of the whole movie song. Mm, yeah. I think uh, English though. Are you a time fryer <laughs> or a time climber? <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so good. 
I'm can't so even tell if you're being serious. No, I'm being genuinely serious. I really, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I'm not so sure which part of me enjoys it, but I just know that I enjoy it. <laughs> it was such a beautiful song, too. It was like, that's the moment where you're, like, welled up inside of emotion. Mm-hmm. I have a note here that says, if he woke up and it ended, I was gonna scream. Yep. Like, if, like, like <laughs> if he, like, just woke up, and then it was gonna be like, was that you? And then credit music. I was gonna fucking throw everything in sight. <laughs> I thought that when he was on the mountain, he's like, "Where am I? Where is she?" That's what I thought. Yeah. Who am I looking for? Yeah. I thought. I thought he. I thought it was gonna end right there, and I was gonna be like, <laughs> it, "It went on." If it had gone on just like a second longer, it would have been a little bit annoying. Yeah. Because like he but just forgot didn't. things very abruptly. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> uh, the moment where it was like all of his like text messages were changing back. Yeah. I was like, oh, but then I was like, well, what if you had written it down on paper? Would the paper have disappeared? Probably. Probably I mean, probably clearly been. there's magic involved. It's not hackers. Yeah. But even but even then, like, I think when, uh, I don't remember anime names, uh, when Mia Mizu's... We'll call him Bob. When Mia Mizu looked at her hand and it said Taki, she's like, what the shit does this mean? Like, I don't know, I don't know what this is. No, it didn't say Taki. Didn't? It said, I love you. Oh. That was a really funny moment of frustration. She's like, what the shit am I going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, how can I find you with this? It's not helpful. See, that's the problem with me watching the English dub is that I had no idea what those words were. Oh, it was, it was just I love you. All right. It was Daisuke. I had it subbed in the subtitles when you watch it in Japanese like us real weebs do. Fucking weebs. <laughs> We're we? up again. <laughs> In your dreams, weeb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. No, it was. <sighs> I was stressed out while watching it most of the time. Really? I thought it was chill. No, I was stressed out because I knew th- bad things were going to happen just because that's how movies work. Right. And then I was like, you got to fix it. Like when the bass dropped, when it was like, oh, we have to, we have to do the thing. I was just the whole time like, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, you don't got time for messing around. Like, okay, here's a stupid thing. When, like, um, in her world, when they were trying to, like, fix all of it with, like, the the explosives and the radio station and stuff, and they, like, we're gonna go and buy, like, a buttload of snacks. I'm like, you don't have time for snacks! <laughs> You don't have time for snacks! So that's where, like, my brain was. I was like, you don't have time! You don't have time to wake up and be like, where am I? What am I doing? I should do this today. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Get out. Get out. My instinct is to get out and try to take as many people with you. So it was very stressful the whole time. But it was good. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know, my adrenaline was going a little bit. I wanted them to just be happy. <laughs> um, Yeah. No, it was, I mean, the parts that were, ch- like, when they were just swapping back and forth, and you were just like, oh, this is what's happening in my life today. This is what's happening. Like, I don't- then I was chill. Right. It was when it was when everything got like, uh-oh, that I was just like, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of the of the hard cut that they did on top of the mountain. Like, uh, like, because, like, the music was playing, and it was swelling, and it was swelling, and... 
it was magic hour and all that bullshit was going on and she was like about to write her name and she drew one line and then like everything stopped and the pen dropped the music yep. stopped uh like mid mid build and it was like and my whole heart was like fuck i like my brain like my first instinct if it wasn't so sad would would have been to laugh because that's almost comedy yeah. except it wasn't comedy because it was sad maybe like out of context i would have been like yeah that's stupid but like yeah and then i was just like write it on your head and you took him too long to do it and i'm just like I'm just... <laughs> it did take him a while to and do it and then he did it he's like i can't remember i'm like god damn it so rounding back to a previous point that we made if she if he wrote I love you on her arms. Yeah, that confirmed was just... it was romantic. Oh, he thought it was romantic. He thought it was he romantic. He was in love with her. He was Undutably. Okay. I don't think that's just so indubitably. Undutably. Indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. I'm gonna start using that in every sentence I use. I don't know how to say it correctly. In indubitably. Indubitably he was in love with her. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. use that word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. I think I'm back. You know, he was definitely like obsessed in love with her. Yeah, he was into it. Um, I think by the time he wrote "I love you" on her hand, she was in love with him. Yeah, right. And she was over. Well, was... She was over Mrs. Hat Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was over it. Mom, Mama Hats, as we'll call her. <laughs> Mama Hats. Oh, she was. They were the, so supportive of him. Of I life. liked. I liked when they just trapezed around Japan, being like, "We're gonna look at the pretty mascots," and he's like, "Guys, you're not helping." Yeah, like, I thought they were gonna fall in love. Maybe they did. Yeah, yeah, you did. You were like, "They're totally gonna get together." But there was the moment where what was the dude's name? Takashi, his uh, his friend that came with him oh. that wasn't uh, Mama Hats. I don't remember the names. <laughs> Third, third T name. Yeah. Third Japanese T name. Yeah. Long T name. Yeah. When long T name. Uh, when boyfriend said, yeah. After after uh, the first time we we meet them in the courtyard, and uh, it's Miyamizu in Taki's body, and then he leaves, and uh, I don't know how it was in the in, in Japanese, but like his 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 cheeks got flushed, and he was like, I don't know, I think he was kind of cute today. I was like, oh fuck, he's gay. <laughs> Yeah, no, we were like, oh, no, is he going to fall for him? But, like, he didn't. Because they got it together. Because they made the ground rules. They were like, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the, I liked the swapping. And I liked the leaving the notes for each other. And it was really fun. I could have, like, had a movie just about that. And I think I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. This was also very good, but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I would have been totally happy with just a body swap movie. Well, there was a body swap movie. It just wasn't just a body swap movie. My body was... is full of a lot of emotions. Yeah. I'm having an experience with the movie that the characters are having and that, like, details of it keep slipping away. Yeah. We only so, watched it, like, a day or so ago, and I'm still just, like... I watched it literally last night. <laughs> I'm still, like... I'm also... Since I'm so terrible with, with Japanese names, uh, when... When they were both like, what's your name? I don't remember your name. I was You're like, like, fuck, I don't either. <laughs> hey, Greg. <laughs> I don't remember that shit either, Diane. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Um, it was a lot of that. What's your name? I can't awesome remember. 
And then that's the title of the movie is Your Name. Oh, oh, man. Guys, we brought it full fucking circle. Yeah, they did. They did. It was the last line of the movie. They did. And they both it. said it at the same time. Then it went up and it showed the title card and then the credits rolled in the sky. It was beautiful. Wicka Wicka Slim Shady. Guys, we're so off to black. Well, yes, this is really good. Thousands. This is quality podcast material. <laughs> this really is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying I'm to like. Anyone stopped us? Because <laughs> we're the only ones in this call. Need a moderator. We need, a, we need help. Um, I'm trying to think of like what was the point of the movie? Because it was a ride. It definitely went on a little roller coaster. Roller toaster. Roller toaster. Roller toaster. Yeah. Roller toaster. Um, <laughs> just the toaster. Is that love roller coaster by the? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Roller coaster of love. <laughs> I mean, it was. That's a real song from the seventies. Called I'm love aware. roller coaster. Yeah. Steph, you wrote it from the seventies. You're welcome. It's a funk tune. But it's also just a roller toaster. Of love. <laughs> Imagining a toaster with two pieces of bread in it that are toasted with hearts burned oh. on them, but it's on a little, it's on a track, like a roller coaster track. Oh. It's a roller toaster. No. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I need to make Anime this. was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions, and I felt like I went on a ride through it, but I'm not sure what the end. Or like Point. the thesis is? <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at thesis. Theses? Theses. Have Mises. Feces, no! Mr. Mises, feces, the, the theses. <laughs> the theses of Mr. Mises, feces. Guys, we need help. <laughs> Guys. Guys. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, like... Um, I think... I think the whole... The whole idea behind it is, like... I don't, fuck, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I would try to, I would be, it, it seems like it's going to be, it's going to go along the lines of like, a, oh, you can't escape your fate kind of deal. Where it's like, oh, you can. But they do change their but fate. But they do. They do change their fate because they live. If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? Would you? <laughs> would you? Would you? Um, would you? <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's about misconnections. It's about connecting with human beings. Is it about being happy with where you are? Is it about changing your situation? Is it about just and just is it just a therapy project of trying to be like, well, what if? Because something interesting that Ben was talking about with the Fukushima thing is that there was one town that fully evacuated. And I don't think anyone died, or if it, anyone did, it was, like, incredibly minimal. But the other town that was caught in it, like, everyone died of, like, radiation poisoning. Or I think they evacuated, but everyone still died because they all got radiation poisoning. So it's like, that almost makes me think, is this an exploration of those two outcomes of the same incident? Hmm. Where one, everyone's okay, and the other one, everyone's gone. Right. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I was thinking it could also be something along the lines of 
stepping outside of your comfort zone to do something that you find meaningful. Um, and that like Taki doing like going out of his way to do all of this shit for for Miyamizu was very uncharacteristic of him. I feel like based off of the small amount of information we were given about him. Yeah, we don't know that much about them in their original state. Yeah, you know about their life uh, in the original state, but we well, don't know that. I mean, much. we know we know that Miyamizu is very timid, and her character arc is her coming out of her shell to do what's what's right for everybody and do what's uh what needs to be done uh like she was she used to be very very timid and like you know slouched over and her and like her dad like mid speech would be like hey straighten your back like walk straight walk with confidence um so that that like within her character she was very reserved um but circumstantially had to come out of her shell towards the end with the assistance of taki Kind of like in in a, in a weird way, using some using somebody else in your body to find out who you really are. I didn't feel like she really came out of her shell that much, though. Really, I didn't feel like either of them had that big of a character arc that was memorable in the end. Because in the end, they forgot the whole thing. Yeah, the problem is I know more about. I feel like I know more about her beforehand than I do about him beforehand, and I still don't know that much about her. But, like, did Taki need to be forced to care about someone else? Um. It's, it was a little bit, uh, you know. Not really. It was just, it felt like it was more about time and the places that were involved and a little bit about the characters, but less about the characters as people, more about them as placeholders for characters. Because I don't think either of them was that strong of a character on their own without the without the context of the rest of the movie. But it was about the situation that they were thrown in and about the tragedy and about trying to reverse fate. And, you know, like the most that I felt like was influenced was all of the spiritual stuff that her grandmother was telling her with the spirit spit wine and the the ties and everything like it felt right. about like a movie about those concepts well i mean grandma seemed to be just kind of like a vehicle for ex- for uh exposition well yes but i'm just saying those things that grandma was expositioning felt like right. the points of the movie more so than the characters themselves and their growth that's true that's true or maybe just as like a like like a a tap on the glass, so to speak, from inside the TV to be like, "Hey, Dingus, this is what the though." Yeah, maybe. Like it felt like the only times that they had direct interactions with each other was when she gave him the bracelet, and then when he drank her magical magical spit wine. I like that. I like that magical spit. <laughs> Not just sake, which is what it is. Magical spit wine. Exactly. I mean, sake is a kind of wine. Um. Yeah, no, it's wine. It's right. But like that, I mean, yeah, that's that the whole thing was like, oh, you spit out the the sake. You chew up the rice spit out, spit out, and then you spit chew up the it rice, out, you and spit then you it out, and you let it ferment for years. Yeah. For years. Yeah. Uh, Which is that just what sake is? I think they what they said was that that was the oldest form of sake. Okay. That was like because I like sake. I don't want to drink some lady's no, spit. No, I don't think it's made with spit anymore unless it's for those ceremonies, <laughs> and people aren't meant to drink that. He right. did, but, like... Gross. I was hoping for. I was hoping that when he was in the cave drinking it, I was hoping he was going to react to the taste of it. He just didn't. Mm. There's just no reaction. 
There was just because like, he's sixteen. He's been drinking for a long time. No, but he's a he's a hip hip hot party even boy. Even if it was just like a yeah, he also yeah. knows what it is. The fact that he wasn't yeah. weirded out at all to drink it. He was like, That's "This true. is the other half of her." Okay, I'm gonna put it in my mouth. Also, also literally because she spat it out. Yeah, it's the other half of her, and she spat it out, and it's been sitting in a cave for three plus years. Three years, yeah. Well, it's fermenting. But still, it's just there, and I'm gonna drink it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know. He had to. He had to do it. What else do you? What else do you do with with some spit wine in a cave in a mountain? What else? Um. So it felt more about like it almost felt like it was about the spiritual connections. Right. And I feel like that maybe wasn't the intention, but it felt. <sighs> I'm a lot less like opinionated about this than I feel like I should be. I mean, it's honestly, it's it's. I feel like this move is less. It's not really controversial in any way. It's pretty. I guess what I would call what I would assume to be Japanese mainstream. Like it's not really. It's not weird. Like it's. I. I we all kind of so easily associate anime with being super fucking weird, but this is pretty pretty easy to swallow. <laughs> Magic spit wine. You could swallow rice it. Rice wine. Uh, weird <laughs> rice wine jokes. I got them. I got them for you, viewer, listener. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we don't have viewers. We have listeners. Uh, whatever. The problem was that it was not that weird, but it also was a little weird. <clears throat> it wasn't like right. anything in either direction. Like it wasn't growing Lagan. No, it was not. It was not that weird, but it also didn't make all the sense in the world it didn't have one solid mythology and i don't know i don't think that bothers as many people as maybe it does bother me but it just they explain just enough that makes me unable to like comment on it but like yeah it's just like i don't have feelings for about it because because it was explained just enough that i was that i'm told basically through it you're not supposed to question it. It's the where it's like it's not important. It's not the point. Yeah. So if the magic and the whole time travel-y, uh body swap mechanics are not the point, then what is? I'm I'm having a hard time coming up with what the <laughs> point of it was. It might just be uh, a ride. I think it's just a ride. As as much as I want it to be, it feels so significant. It feels too significant to not be about something. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's about human connection ultimately. I think because the whole the whole movie they're just trying to connect with each other, uh, and the uh, the only way that they can is through like the least personal way possible. I guess in that you're just you don't know what this person looks like, uh, you don't know what this person sounds like. You just have their writing. You just have them writing little journals to be like, this is what I did in your body today. Yeah. And you can't. They can't call each other, so there's no way to to connect each other. It's all, I think, about communication. Communication and connections between people. Yeah. And how you form those connections with people. Yeah, and how, you know, it, even if it's difficult to get in touch with somebody, that doesn't mean it's not worth it. Or not possible. Or not possible, yeah. If this old boy can go back three years in a dream, get save, 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 the, save, his, save his lady, bring, bring it on back three years later... Five five years later for him. Tell you what, you can call your grandma. That's, <laughs> That's what the moral the of this ultimate. movie was. Call your grandma. Call your grandma. 
This movie was made by your grandma, so you can <laughs> so you don't have an excuse to call to not call her anymore. You need to change the name from your name to your grandma. To your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag call her. Okay. What other notes do you have? Do you have more? I got a bunch. Um but I feel like I feel like we went through most of them. Uh uh I've got <laughs> he drank the thing and made a fusion and now they're meeting my emotions. <laughs> They did do a weird little fusion dance of him hitting his head on the rocks. It did. It, it was a whole event. Uh, yeah, while that whole while that whole trippy scene was happening after he drank it, I was like, "Whoa!" So he just had some bad shit, and now he's tripping. Yeah. And Ben was like, "Or it's because he literally hit his head." And I'm like, "Well," or she laced her spit with LSD. I mean, I don't think so, but. Yeah. She seems too good and not able to get her hands on that good, good shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that primo, that primo spit wine, primo LSD, uncut, uncut, pure. Hashtag pure. Hashtag pure spit wine. Black tar spit wine. Uh, Mia Mizu's dad sucked as a note I have. He does suck, but like he sucks. He's the worst. He's a corrupt politician. He'll interrupt his own speech to embarrass his daughter as she walks to school. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. What a fucking dingus. He's a dingus. Dad's a dingus. Fucking idiot. Yeah, it was like, everyone's like, oh, he's so strict with his family. Oh, what a good dad. I'm like, no, that's a dick move. Don't do that to your teenage daughter. That's not nice. Don't do. I mean, culturally, I guess it's different. No, don't do. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't do. Don't but... do. <laughs> um, it was but, weird. Know, I also depends. thought it was weird how like much older her younger sister acted. Yeah, she was pretty mature for a ten-year-old. I don't know, but she was like, oh, "You're such a fool for trying for wishing." <laughs> like that was the translation. Yeah. <laughs> when she was screaming, "I want to be a teenage handsome boy in Tokyo." And her sister goes like, oh, you're such a fool. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also like the... Like, aren't you 10? When she's, when she's like, you should, you should start a business where you, make this, where you make this weird spit wine. And she's like, no, the, the, like, the liquor laws in Tokyo won't prevent me. And she's like, that's your question? That's like what you're worried about? Yeah. That's the thing you're worried about? Not making spit wine? <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. She's got her head on straight. Yeah, this kid. Also, she's the one who constantly has to wake her sister up in the morning. She's like, yeah, we're like, going. It's time playing. for breakfast. For it's, <laughs> it's time for breakfast. Stop playing with your boobs and eat breakfast with us. <laughs> it's time for breakfast. Stop playing with your breasts. It's not breast. Kittens. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Talks about that after after the after she says I wanna I wanna be a, a handsome Tokyo boy in my next life, I wrote I wanna be a handsome Tokyo boy too. <laughs> that's a good dream. That's a dream. That's just I just wanna be a handsome Tokyo boy. That's a good dream. Is that too much to ask? I mean, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> that's most of it. Do you know what? There wasn't a lot of in this movie. What? Ridiculously good-looking anime food. There was some. Because one of my notes is anime food looks so fucking good. But where was it in the movie? It was. Oh. It was on the train. It was the bento boxes on the train. The bento box. Do you remember the bento boxes on the train? I remember they looked good. 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I want a, I want a snack. We need snacks. We need bento snacks. We need, we need bento. I, I want, I want my mom to pack me some bento boxes when I go do things. I want to call my mom and be like, "Hey, ma, you want to send me some bento boxes?" She'd be like, "All right, son." Bam, <laughs> in the mail. In the mail. <laughs> That's it. Put some rice in the mail. That'll last. Out of 10. You'll get it. You'll get it. It'll be sake. So if you if you were to, Ben, yeah, and and Steph, yeah. if you, if you were to rate this this uh, this movie, uh, out of five weird rice wine shots, <laughs> how many weird rice wine shots would you give it? I would forget how many I rated it right after, because I loved it. But dreams, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's you know what our listeners might drank. think that we're on the rice wine right now. What's that? We should have gotten. We should have started drinking at the beginning of the podcast. Oh no! We progressively got drunker. Uh, Talk about this, this crazy ass silly. rice wine. We need anime girl slime wine. I think I give this movie a four out of five rice wine. Four shots. four weird Japanese rice wine shots <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Four magical spit wine <laughs> shots <laughs> um, out of five because out of I five really potential. liked it. I really liked it and I enjoyed it and I had a lot of emotions throughout the whole time. But like, it doesn't have the like I gotta watch it again factor. Like maybe right. I'll want to, but like I don't feel the compulsion, and I don't feel like <sighs> I really liked it. I think it's one of like the best anime movies that i've seen i haven't seen enough of them honestly but like i feel like there was something missing right i didn't cry actual tears so it didn't do it didn't do the thing didn't do the thing no but it was very good um it was so pretty i enjoyed watching it purely for how pretty the scenery was and how gorgeous the animation was um it was a little inconsistent sometimes because you had like the oh that can drop and like the Shinto <laughs> girl dance and like those were like the most fluid animation I'd seen in anime literally ever and then but they couldn't animate everything like that because that would take literally three million years so it was just a little like you had to right. pick your moments and like yeah the Shinto dance made sense to animate super well mm-hmm. but why the can drop I was all about the can drop. I don't know why. I mean, why, it was real good, but... But I was super into it. I it was, was super into it. I thought it was... I mean, it was gorgeous. I mean, I'm nitpicking at this point. It was... Right. It was very pretty. I was, like, most of the time, like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. I can't look away. Like, it was very, very nice. Um, and I, I really enjoyed watching it. It just... The, the like, m- remembrance factor... I have to remember your name. Right. And with that, <laughs> um, so before we, I think, I don't know, wait, Sean, what do you rate it? Oh. <laughs> How many, out of five, out of five, white, right, I keep Weiss rhymes. Weiss, out of, out of five weird spit wine shots, I'd say I'd take four and a half weird, weird, uh, weird spit wine shots in honor Just of this, of this of film. Five. Just shy of a five. Uh, Mainly because of, the, I guess, because of the memorability factor. Because now, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you're right. Like it, there isn't. I'm gonna remember it, but I like. I don't know something. It's not the same iconicness of a lot of Miyazaki movies. Right, right, right. It doesn't have any of that of... iconography or like 
<sighs> I mean, I guess the main girl character is pretty memorable because of her, like, pretty ribbon. But then she, like, right. cuts her hair off. Yeah. It's just... That's true. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't have a very distinct look. It doesn't like look. I mean, it looks very pretty, and it looks. It's very color, colorful, very like vibrant. But like, if you look at Miyazaki's movies, like you can tell each one apart. Right, or even just like movies that like have a very specific visual like aesthetic uh, story, like Paprika. You remember right. scenes from Paprika? Yeah, sure. Uh, Summer Wars. The whole like style of the family. And even the style of the, like, virtual world that they're in, like, is super memorable. Like, I remember, like, images of the family sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was great. The music was really, really good. Uh, it was it was used really effectively. Um, I wish there was a little, like, a smidge more melody in, in some of the musical tracks. But uh, it, it, did its, it did its job very well. Because I, do, I don't remember any specific cues from the soundtrack. I just remember, like, a few small little things and just remember... Small town had small ensembles. Big town had big ensembles. Dream sequence had electronic instruments, and that's kind it's of it. It's funny because like it's really fun hearing you talk about the music because it's like things that we don't super notice, mm-hmm. but like they're good if you don't notice them and if they just add to the atmosphere. So it's cool that yeah. you're able to give us that insight. Oh, thanks. I'm happy. I'm ha- ha- happy here. Here, happy, happy doing happy, it. Happy here. Happy, ha- happy boys, <laughs> doing it. Doing it now. Happy boys, um, friendship club. So, yeah. how many rice wines? I gave it a mama hat out of grandma. <laughs> grandma mama no. hats? Mama hats out of grandma mama nose. <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Do you have th- thoughts about um, this movie I, other than nonsense? I, I mean, I generally agree with where you were coming from, where during the movie, I think it was a really... I was really drawn in by it, and... Um, it was a captivating experience. Sure. It, it was definitely uh, engrossing, and, and I had a lot of emotions. Um, and it was able to surprise me. Maybe that's because I went in with fairly undefined expectations. But, um, yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see if it sticks in my memory like some other things have. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I want to watch it again. Cool. You're much better about watching things more than once than, like, I am. It's because I don't have a life. <laughs> no, me and, me and Ben do the same thing. You do that, too? Yeah. Oh, I'm just not good at it. I don't like... The only thing... So, I guess we're going to transition into our last segment of... Which sometimes we do at the beginning. I guess sometimes we do at the end. Sometimes we don't do it all. Of what have you <laughs> been watching recently? Um, or what do you have any recommendations for people... Other than with the thing we were talking about. But in terms of rewatching things, I've been rewatching Lucky Star, which I hadn't seen since like high school. So we've been, you've been watching it for the first time kind of half attentively. And I've been rewatching it and it's, I'm having a lot of fun. It's a lot of good memories. And the, there's a lot of really like A plus comedy moments. Of, like, laugh out loud laughs. Very good. And I'm enjoying watching it again. It's like curling up with a with a chocolate lava cake in your lap. It just makes you happy. And we've been keeping up with Shokugeki no Soma. That we mm-hmm. haven't seen this week's yet. And that's fun. It's still very good. Uh, and, yeah, that's kind of, I think, what we've been doing. Yeah, and I've been re-watching uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, the first season of which I watched the 
The second time, the the first time around, I watched it subbed. The second time, I watched dubbed. I thought it was fine dubbed. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily would have want to watch it dubbed the first time through. I, I definitely still think of the Japanese characters as canonical, but um, yeah, I actually thought it was a pretty good job. Um, Stephanie actually watch, walked in at one point while I was watching it, and she does not agree with me. I do not like the dub of My Hero Aka at all, mm. not even a little bit. No, I, well, uh, there's some things that I just did not did not script well. There's a point where like it's one of like the high intensity moments of the of the first season, and like I guess the students are helping All Might in a fight, and Ochako mm. goes. They're helping, is the line. <laughs> and it's it sounded so, like, condescending. Mm. Like, like when you look at, like, a toddler trying to help their parent try to clean up the kitchen, yeah. and they're just, like, stacking forks on top of each other. You're like, oh, look, you're helping. It's kind of how yeah. it came across, because I'm just like, that clearly is not what it was meant to do. It was not. Right. We just watched this in Japanese. That was not the intent of that line. It was... It was pretty funny. There was a lot of stuff like that. And I'm not right. a fan of a lot of the voices. Uh, some of them are good. All Might is good. All Might sounds great in English. But I'm not a fan of a lot of the voice actors in it. So yeah, I have opinions about dubs sometimes. But it's such a shame when it's like such a good show has such a not great dub. I will say the dub for Your Name was actually really good. Really? Okay. It was actually really good. Maybe on our rewatch, we should watch it dubbed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's it's a pretty solid dub. There wasn't any point where I was like, that line doesn't sound convincing. Or like, uh, if we you watch sound it dubbed, stupid. you should watch it subbed so that you can. I should watch it subbed. At yeah. least read the 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 things that you're missing. The subtitles, yeah. Because it's 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 pretty heavily steeped in Japanese culture. Have you been watching anything else or? Um, I think actually I might jump back into uh, Cowboy Bebop tonight because I haven't watched that since I was a wee boy. Ooh, you'll have to let us um, know how you enjoy that second time around. Yeah, yeah, because I mean I was I wasn't old enough to comprehend what story was. That's <laughs> it was just a cool show with bounty hunters. Yeah, um, I still have not also, seen the entirety of that show. It's good. It's I had a, very a teacher slow in college. Burn for me. <laughs> I had a teacher in college who was. He was like 76 and he was all fucking about the music in Cowboy Bebop. Like it was good. His, it's really good. And he had like he, his office had like box sets and like scores and shit. We analyzed a lot of a lot of the music from that from that show in classes. It was fun. Um, and it's it's very good. So I, w- I want to get back into it for that reason. And also speaking of uh, Bounty Hunters, I really want to start Space Dandy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not as interested in starting that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't know why. I just am not fair. drawn to it. No, a friend, a friend of mine from from LA when I was there, uh, I I got drinks with her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, it shows fantastic." Hmm. Cool. I was like, "All right, I'll jump in." Cool. Okay. Well, this has been a very interesting episode of World of <clears throat> Anime. Um, I apologize to our listeners that we went a tad off the rails, and that we were a little bit everywhere. Uh, a tad is an understatement. <laughs> just a little. Rail? But I hope you enjoyed this show anyway, and that you'll come back for more. So this week we've had Ben with us. Yay. Should we follow you? Yeah. 
Where should we do that? I'm on Twitter at OpenWorldIRL. Cool. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite part of the show because everyone's like, I don't want to say anything because I feel weird promoting myself. You have to, though. Uh, Sean. Uh, wait, how do I introduce? How do I ex- <laughs> extroduce people? Um, extroduce. Get out. Of here, man. <laughs> get out. Um, Okay, bye. (laughs) So also with us today, we've had Sean. Hello. Hello, where shall we find you on the internet? What's your home address? No. (laughs) P.O. Box? No. Uh, no. (laughs) no. Uh, You can follow me at SP Sounds on Twitter. That is that. I make noises for things. Yeah, like you made noises for this podcast. Uh, Sean made the opening and ending to world of anime and it's amazing and we love it i'm stephanie you can find me on twitter at steph up the game and this has been world of anime and we are all going to go to bed now (laughs) 